Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and I've got another classic BrainStuff episode for you today. Our former host, Christian Sager, is here to explain the squicky but life-changing science of how LASIK works. Hi, I'm Christian Sager, and welcome to BrainStuff. When was the last time you got to use an eyelid speculum? You know, those small metal prongs that push your eyelids open clockwork orange style? Well, me droogs, I hope the answer is never. But if you have been subject to one of these uncomfortable devices, it's probably because you've had corrective surgery to your vision. See, our corneas are like windows that allow light to pass through our retinas, where it's converted into electrical signals to our brain. If you have eyesight problems, it's usually because your eye can't focus an image onto your retina. For centuries, we've relied on external lenses like glasses or contacts for correction. But with modern technology, surgeons can actually alter the shape of the eye itself using lasers to change its focal point. The most popular technique is called LASIK, which stands for Laser-Assisted In-Suto Keratomalusis. It's very effective at treating several visual problems, especially nearsightedness. Before any reputable eye doctor performs LASIK, they're going to give you a thorough preoperative eye exam. They'll measure your current prescription and manually check the surface of your cornea with a dye called fluoracane. Other tests map your cornea's topography and measure the exact diameter of your pupil. To qualify for LASIK, you'll need to meet a certain range of vision, corneal thickness, and pupil size. It's also risky if you're pregnant, have severe heart problems, certain diseases, or take some types of drugs. Once you've passed pre-op assessment, you come back for the actual LASIK process, conducted by both the surgeon and a technician operating the laser machine. They'll put a topical anesthetic in your eyes to numb any discomfort. And that's good, because the next step is to pry open your eyes with special tape and that good old eyelid speculum. Then they'll calibrate the laser and mark your cornea for alignment, using a suction ring with an extremely precise surgical blade called a microkeratome. The surgeon cuts a flap in your cornea and folds it back. You'll be asked to focus on a red light, which isn't the laser, but helps center your eye. Now it's laser time. A laser mixing reactive gases like chlorine and fluorine with inert gases like argon, krypton, and xenon produces a tightly focused beam of ultraviolet light that vaporizes a microscopic portion of the cornea. This is a cool laser that doesn't heat the surrounding air or surface. Instead, it breaks down the molecular bonds of organic materials. The beam itself is microscopic, less than a nanometer wide. The surgeon reshapes the cornea by controlling the size, position, and number of laser pulses applied. Surprisingly, this only takes a few seconds. When it's finished, your corneal flap is replaced with a small antibiotic added. The cornea heals and rebonds immediately, naturally sealing itself again, taking into account the time for both eyes. The entire procedure is usually done in only 15 to 30 minutes. After the operation, they'll give you these cool eye shields that prevent you from touching your eyes but let you see enough to get around. You'll wear them for the rest of the day and sleep in a mask that night. Of course, someone has to drive you home, and once you get there, you'll need to apply rewetting drops, antibiotic drops, and possibly a moisturizing gel inside your bottom eyelid. The ophthalmologist will follow up the next day on a recurring basis for about a year. 
Now you're probably asking, but Christian, couldn't there be side effects when a doctor shoots a laser into my eye? Well, yeah, of course there could. Most commonly, eyes can be undercorrected, overcorrected, or get a small wrinkle when the corneal flap is replaced that causes a blur. For the most part, these are easily fixed with a second procedure. Sometimes a surgeon won't even recommend further refining since many recipients of LASIK never achieve normal vision, but do reduce their corrective prescriptions significantly. Other, rarer side effects can include halos around lights, light sensitivity, and double vision. I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a chance of partial or complete blindness, but it is minuscule compared to the success rate. This is especially true if you're seeing a reputable doctor. Keep in mind that there are so many unscrupulous practitioners out there that the FDA actually had to issue a stern warning about dodgy sales pitches underplaying the risks of LASIK. But 25 years after it was invented by Gollum Payman, LASIK is safer than ever before. There's other types of eye surgery too, including radial keratotomy, automated lamellar keratoplasty, and photorefractive keratotomy. All of them, however, involve slicing up your cornea to some degree. Today's episode was written by Christian Sager and produced by Tyler Klang. To hear more from Christian, check out his new pop culture podcast, Super Context. And, of course, for more on this and lots of other gross but fascinating topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. Stuff Works.com. 